How are you doing? Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Thursday the 14th of December 2017 with me, Daniel Ruiz Tyson, episode 197. I hope that you are all well, keeping on doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. My first cold of the winter has definitely broken through tonight and uh, in typically frugal fashion. I tried to cut corners by buying, I think it was about 30 packs of tissues for £1.25. And uh, I've got through a bunch of them today. And I have an extremely sore and an extremely red nose. Uh, Serves me right. You know what always gets me about having a cold, especially when you're working with the man? It's the morons in their secure jobs that act like your patient zero, like the bug originated with you. You know, I'm jumping from bus to bus. I'm hanging on to handrails like a monkey. I'm scaling back on the hand gelling after buses and library books and using cash point machines, scaling back on the gelling to try and improve my immune system. Of course, I'm going to catch something. What's more, there's a shortage of uh, desk wipes at the man's. We've got this hot desking thing now in operation It's winter, it's flu season, you're going to pick up bugs. I am not patient zero. It is frustrating. You always know there will be one person that says it, that makes that remark, why didn't you stay at home? Well, I'm a contractor, that's why. Yeah, I could go home, but that's coming out of my holiday. You know, I don't get paid sick leave. So it's just frustrating that you have to deal with that level of intelligence, that level of cliche. It's a stereotype, and I just hate encountering it and uh, I was told today with my reaction to this person that had said this that I was being passive aggressive I don't buy that at all and I like to think I'm an honest guy you know when I make a mistake I own up to it I was not passive aggressive I'm just standing my ground with the nonsense I'm not going to take time off because I've got a cold I can't afford to anyway looking to keep the show short today not because I'm unwell but just because of time I don't know how I'm going to hit the uh, 200 next week. Dentist and doctor's appointments next week. I've got that extra show to do. There's meant to be three shows next week. It's looking tough. Let's uh, push on with episode 197. The two homeless guys sleeping outside the Nine Elms monster that I mentioned, I think, in episode 194. I think they've gone now either of their own volition or they've been moved on by the store or property developers or both maybe with Christmas in mind. In fact, I suspect with Christmas in mind. No bad thing, I suppose. Echoes of 2013 when that homeless guy sleeping under the arches was moved on just a week before Christmas. The wind really picks up in that spot outside the Nine Elms Monster and uh, it's a new build, it's just a year old and perhaps it's been affected by the Nine Elms uh, Northern Line Extension building work right next door. There are always big trucks in and out, must be about a dozen an hour and the paving out there just seems to have dipped, seems to be a bowl in there that collects water very quickly gets flooded in the rain they just can't build properly in this country they can build quick but not properly on my aunt's uh, road spanish Carnus road down the bottom where back in the day there was this massive office building that was always empty certainly from the noughties onwards one of my uh, friends had temped there i think at some point in the 90s but i never saw anyone going in there and uh, as a kid it was just it just always seemed odd that that was there now it's uh, flat 
of course, but it's made driving through that road a nightmare. That doesn't affect me, obviously, being a non-driver, but there are so many cars on that road now. And very quickly after that new build sprung up, uh, there started to be an issue with paving stones on that road. They're always broken down the bottom of that particular road running onto Landor Road, which connects onto Stockwell Road. Basically, that end of Landor Road, that's the border of Brixton. There's always problems with the pavement on that road. And now for the last three, four months, there's been scaffolding erected all around that massive building. And again, it was built so quickly, but it just has so many subsidence issues. At the man's meantime, not seeing many Christmas cards on display. My theory about the impact hot desk in would have on Christmas cards has been borne out. The unit I work in is almost out of uh, desk wipes, as I mentioned earlier. It is flu season. Uh, some people are messier than others. Some eat at their desks. You need the wipes. You need to be able to clean everything. Thursdays and Fridays, when I know that I'm coming in late because I'm writing at the cafe putting in long writing sessions in the mornings uh, towards the end of the week and if I know I'm coming in late and unlikely to get the same desk I always wipe the desk I've been using for the first part of the week I always wipe that down before I go home everything the desk the keyboard the mouse the monitor I don't want anyone claiming I left a desk in a state still seeing some terrible toilet visuals at the man's there is a repeat offender a guy that I never saw at the old building because his team were on a different floor. We're now on the same floor. It's a much smaller building, as I've said. This guy never washes his hands after emerging from the cubicles. I've seen that from him now several times. As he exited again, hands unwashed, on a Monday morning, a colleague walked into the uh, gents as I was frantically patting down my bouffant after removing my hat that I'd had to wear on the way in because it was so cold. That guy... I said to my colleague, never washes his hands. I know, said my colleague, stepping into the cubicle, phone in his hand. It's disgusting, he said. That's why you need desk wipes. This guy uses his phone in the loo, uses the phone at his desk, uses the keyboard. Never mind the guy who just uses the loo and doesn't wash his hands. We know that's wrong. This guy uses his phone in the cubicle. Hot desking just doesn't work unless people are clean. Wednesday, 12th of December, 08.42 hours, a surly kid on the bus, the back of the uh, new Masters, which have uh, tried and made a reasonable stab, it's fair to say, at replicating the glorious backseat of the London buses of my childhood, uh, which uh, were always a real cosy corner. This school kid had his earphones in, eyes closed, he was smiling about something, he had his bag on the uh, spare seat next to him which is one of my 523 bugbears. Passengers shouldn't have to be asked to move their bags. This kid didn't respond to my excuse me, so I picked up the bag, handed it to him. He didn't look pleased. Maybe he was visualising himself in his own modern-day kid cop, and uh, I'd broken up that moment for him. As the show hit its uh, mid to late 80s peak, kid cop that is, I'd often plot out major storylines while listening to the uh, works of Five Star, so I can relate uh, to the kid if that's what he was doing he had one of those hybrid faces you know faces very common in the sixth form the man child look uh, you know boy's face with a moustache he had that look going on as I sat down he still didn't give very little room 10 years from now 
I think this uh, kid, this school kid, will be a top man-spreader if that performance on the bus is anything to go by. When he got off, he just stood up, said nothing. I said nothing to him. I got up, let him off. And generally unimpressed with his manner. I went to sit back down and saw his big fat brown wallet, the kind of fat wallet that I can only dream of, uh, was on the chair and fallen out of his bag or his pockets. I tapped him as he was going down the stairs, pointed to the wallet. He looked shocked, kept the earphones in, gave me a heartfelt thank you. I always work on the basis, as I'm sure that most of you, if not all of you do, that one day it might be your own wallet you've left behind and you hope someone is honest enough to tell you. You know, Just imagine for a moment losing your wallet and it's not handed in anywhere and someone's tried to use your cards, spent your money. That would be a, a really awful day. Telling him about his wallet reminded me of 2011 uh, stroke 2012 time documented on this show's forerunner, a show that ran exactly for a year, 52 episodes every Thursday. I think that show came out. Some standout shows in that run, by the way. I dropped off the grid during that period completely. I was just trying to make sense of what I'd done to my life after that six-month uh, stay in the hotel everything had gone wrong I was doing a lot of stand-up gigs in the evening I was up and down South Lambeth Road all day long and I'd gone to the Nat West in Stockwell to draw out money one morning before going to the cafe a Nat West by the way uh, that I've been with for almost 25 years a Nat West that has been in Stockwell all my life a Nat West that is now closing in June probably I would imagine to make way for an estate agent or another uh, cafe chain I tweeted uh, my disappointment uh, late last week they got back to me and they said uh, we apologize uh, for any inconvenience which uh, you know riled me that's one of my least favorite lines we apologize for any inconvenience this may cause it's not any inconveniences we apologize for the inconvenience that's just more honest if you're inconveniencing someone, apologise. And uh, they said you can still um, do whatever you need to do in relation to your bank account. You can still carry out certain transactions at the uh, post office. Well, guess what? The post office, which has been there all my life, that closed last year as well. They moved that to Brixton. Well, no, there was a post office in Brixton. They just closed the Stockwell one down. And now Spanish Carno and my uncle, every time they want to use the post office, they've got to walk down to Brixton. Everything's being closed down. There are two Nat Wests in Brixton, but they're closing the one in Stockwell down. Not that they should be closing down one of the branches in Brixton. We live in very strange uh, times. Anyway, the Nat West, uh, the guy ahead of me in the queue in a caramel-coloured uh, leather jacket that morning back in 2011-2012, looked uh, like Dr. Zaius in Planet of the Apes. I'm not sure if I've said that right. And uh, he'd drawn out £60, but absent-mindedly had left the £60 there. I went after him, gave him his money, and then, after never seeing him before, I'd never seen him before that moment, I kept seeing him all that week, and he kept thanking me profusely. It was uncomfortable. I'm fine with the uh, thank you one time. That's it. You don't need to overthink me. Okay, next week, Christmas Eve, episode 200. You guys, a very passive audience that you are, will determine whether you get another bumper Christmas annual or whether this year's bumper Christmas annual is, in fact, a bumperless Christmas annual. It's going to be up to you. You guys are going to decide because... Uh, and I will be posting up a, a piece on Channel Christmas, the uh, once-a-year-only uh, Christmas-specific channel that appears mysteriously on your Freeview 
channels at uh, midnight going into Christmas Eve and disappears just before Christmas Day. I've never been able to work out how to exactly say that bit. You guys will determine whether that goes ahead. Last year, I didn't belong to the man. I had about three to four days to prepare that bumper Christmas annual, and it was one of the best shows that I've ever done. I think it was up there probably. Maybe not quite up there with, uh, I think it might be episode 85, the uh, bumper Christmas annual of 2014 that I did for Resonance. That was live. That, that. You know, that probably can't be topped that night, but this one came close. I don't have that time this year. You know, I'm working right up until the 22nd. I'm not going to have time to chase you guys on Twitter. You know, I need you to come to me for once. DRT available at westegg1607.co.uk. Send your channel Christmas submissions. What show would you like to see? A television show, a comedy, something with a festive feel to it, a film. And at what time would you like to see it at? State your preference and give me the running time of that program or film. You can also tweet your channel Christmas uh, suggestions, hashtag channel Christmas to me at 1607 West Egg. You can post them on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available. Now I'm going to give you the channel Christmas schedule, the listings from last year's uh, Bumper Christmas Annual. This is what you guys went with last year. We kicked off at midnight with uh, The Legend of Hell House. That was from Stuart the Overfed. I know uh, Stuart is a horror fan, so I think I'm safe in assuming that was a horror flick. Uh, 0135 Hours Single Santa Meets Mrs. Claus. That came in from David W. Paul. I don't think he actually listens to the show. I think he just posted that suggestion in response to one of my many tweets about this last year. I was very much panicking. 0311, very specific schedule in there. Number 13, MR James. That was suggested by uh, ex-Kid Cop Child star Danny J. Smith, now thought to be uh, some lowly podcaster. 0350 to 0420 hours, the 1985 Freshfield Christmas special, a Dickens of a Christmas that was entitled. That was submitted by ITV fan The Chin. 0420 to 0500 hours, Porridge 1975 Christmas special by Mickey Boyd, who had curated uh, 2015's uh, Channel Christmas in that typically chaotic fashion, 0500 hours, a two-hour Steve Walsh block, the South London hardcore Wikipedia, and Effin and Blinding co-presenter. This uh, two-hour block began with a snowman at 0530 hours. Uh, there was Father Christmas, the animation. 0600 hours, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. 0630 hours, a Charlie Brown Christmas. 0700 hours to 0830 hours, Suede Shoot Billy Two Rivers Nine gave us Brave Little Toaster, the uh, trumpet of the East Midlands, uh, has since exploded onto the local radio scene in the Nottinghamshire area. We can no longer afford to get him on this show. 8.30 hours, Rugrats, the Santa Experience, that was the first of a double bill submitted by the Still Living at Home, The Kid. 0905 hours, Pinky and the Brain, Christmas, the second of the kids, 90s cartoon, double bill, 0923, there was some Christmas music, the official video for E17, Stay Another Day, their very moving 1994 Christmas song, 0928-ish, me and my bouffant appeared on screen to tell you what was coming up uh, the rest of the day on the uh, Christmas Eve only channel. 09.30 hours to 10.30 hours, Only Fools and Horses Christmas special, Time on Our Hands, that episode was entitled, that was nominated by Sandra, 10.30 hours to 11.30, The World's Strongest Man, a joint submission, that from Steve Walsh, and uh, Nectar Points Beast, Paul S. Davis, 
who uh, sadly we've never heard from on this run of shows. Uh, would have been great to have a, a latest Nectar Points update from him. 11.30 to 12.30 hours. California Fever. That was, I think, our most uh, un-Christmas submission of last year. That was submitted by Bart Pamphlet. That took us uh, past the halfway point. 12.30 hours, Top of the Pops, 1987 Christmas special. That came from Chrissy Plummer. 13.30 hours, Bernard and the Genie, Drink Me for Free, submitted that. 14.37 to 1,500 hours of Tom and Jerry Triple Bill, which includes a Christmas episode. 1,500 to 1,700 hours, Nectar Points King. Paul S. Davis was back with a ruinous for the schedules film. You've got Mail. 1,700 hours, West Wing, a festive episode from the show's uh, second year. That was submitted by a long-time friend of the show and podcaster Nick Bryan. 1,800 to uh, 1,855 hours, The World at War. Pete Domican, Operation Barbosa. That was his choice. 1,855 hours, a five-minute montage of Johan Cruyff, who passed away uh, sadly last year. 1,900 hours, The Good Life Christmas Special, a 1977 edition from Crimson Avenger. 1,930 to 2015, The Likely Lab. 1974 Christmas special that came from uh, Stuart the Overfed. 2015 Steptoe and Son Christmas special also from 74 that was from Mickey Boyd, uh, which made for a very strong couple of hours from uh, the Crimson Avengers Stuart and Mickey. The 42 minutes running time uh, from Steptoe that caused us some scheduling problems. There were three minutes to uh, kill, and we filled that with the uh, toilet seat paper and attempts uh, myself and uh, Mickey made in 2010 in both SW8 and SW1 which can be found uh, on my site at danielbrewerstyson.com 2100 hours Atlanta John Horsley uh, submitted that 2130 it's a wonderful life Shane in South Africa that was her choice 2340 a silent film the uh, Laurel and Hardy Christmas short big business I think that was my choice and uh, that took us through dead on to 2359 and uh, that was Channel Christmas 2016. If you want a 2017 Channel Christmas, that's going to be down to you to make it happen. You're listening to Daniel Rivers Tyson is available sweating the small stuff because the small stuff does matter. Ways to support the show, do all your Amazon shopping by clicking on the Amazon referral link at danielruistyson.com. Amazon recognizes you've gone to them via the uh, referral link on my site. It kicks back a small percentage of whatever you purchased back to my work. doesn't cost you a thing. Further ways to support the show, rate and review the podcast on iTunes. And uh, if you subscribe via iTunes, do click that subscribe button. If you subscribe via any other platform, also click that subscribe button. And perhaps you might even consider making a secure donation to the podcast via the PayPal link at danielruistyson.com. Everything comes right back to the work, paying for bandwidth, paying for website maintenance. It all comes back. Don't forget to, you can download on a daily basis Daniel Ruiz-Tyson's advent calendar for the Holdfast Network. That runs until Christmas Eve, holdfastnetwork.com. Those episodes are also available on iTunes. If you're downloading it via iTunes, do give the Christmas podcast a rating and a review. It does deserve something after a few years. Let's uh, pay a quick visit to the cafe now. Actually, let's begin with the uh, gallery next door, which is still there. I think they might be in between exhibitions. 
the flat upstairs, the flats rather, above the gallery. There were a number of them. They were rebuilt after the mysterious 2013 fire. And probably, knowing South London now, those flats are probably let out at twice the rent they were in 2013 by one of the many buy-to-let landlords that have ruined this city. Uh, the front door to those flats always seems to be open. This is uh, often a problem with the communal buildings. I think this would be in the top 40 of my 523 bugbears. Anyway, on leaving the cafe on Wednesday, I did spot some young bespectacled guy working out in the back of the gallery on a laptop, coffee chain takeaway in hand, despite the cafe being next door. The stereotype image of the gentrifier will be interesting to see what this gallery does in 2018. Will it stick around in SW8 or is it just passing through like me with a man? More news uh, from South Lambeth Road further south on the site of the old Dilietto Bakery. Uh, the co-op uh, is set to open, I think, before Christmas. I went past there this evening and that does look almost near completion now. The Dilietto Bakery. The scene of a very strange but very funny gag back when I was a kid and uh, used to go home, take the bus home with Mickey Boyd and uh, Lopez and the chin and uh, Mickey Boyd, there was this um, younger guy, uh, I won't mention his name, who was from Mickey's estate and uh, he always used to knock around with us and he, you know, he had a bit of a mouth on him this kid and one day he was uh, arguing with this other kid on the bus on the 88 home this other kid I think was later thrown out of our school for converting became a a Jehovah's Witness and tried to convert someone else who blabbed and the kid was expelled from school because the school became aware that he was no longer Catholic and uh, they got into a bit of a ruckus on the bus and the younger kid the kid from Mickey Boy's estate the bus was going past the Dilietto bakery and he just said to the kid who was Italian your mum's Dilietto and we were all laughing. Doesn't work 30 years on, maybe, but when you're a kid, it made sense, and it certainly made sense in 1987. Let's uh, briefly pop into the cafe now and just stay in the cafe. I'm still short of 10 pence pieces. The over-tipping continues. You know when you have a jar for pennies and two pence pieces? I think I'm going to have to set one up just for 10 pence pieces because... You know, I just cannot get my hands on 10 pence pieces right now. Monday, the 11th of December, £3.50 spent on coffee and Portuguese toast. I got the card stamped, one away from a 10th free coffee. Could have had it at the weekend, but stayed at home to rest. And uh, I think I needed to, really. I just did absolutely nothing. I stayed indoors because I'm just aware of how much. Trying to do two things, and the show as well, twice a week. You know, I'm trying to do the writing, I'm doing the show twice a week. And I'm giving the man 37 hours a week plus the commute and I'm just knackered and I wanted to feel the benefit of just doing nothing at the weekend. And that is it, actually. Not much going on in the cafe uh, this week. That is today's show. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend and do what you do well. You can only do your best. Shoulders back, people. Keep on walking towards the sun. Get those channel Christmas submissions in. You will determine whether there is a bumper Christmas annual this year or whether I just take my leave of this latest series quietly i'm back on monday for what may well be an underwhelming christmas countdown i'm daniel ruiz tyson and this week i have been available